Welcome to The Awkward Stare, where Arlene, Natasha, and Jahan take a long, awkward look at life and deep dive into all manner of subjects. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And if you like what you hear, please share with some friends and follow us for more content like this. And we love hearing from you, so please don't hesitate to email us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Awkward Stare. This is um, one of those episodes where we just had things on our mind. We're catching up on a lot of experiences and we're going to just talk about some things and hopefully it makes sense when we're editing, when Natasha's editing, actually. So let's go. But first, first, we're going to send love to Arlene, who is not going to be a part of the show today. Um, She had an accident a couple of weeks ago. And um, she's just not up to recording right now. So we're sending love to her and just hoping that she heals up well. Yeah, to be more specific, she had a car accident, a pretty bad one. So wishing yes. her um, love and quick healing, speedy healing. Yeah, I'm hoping everything goes well on that end. So um, on the next one, we, we're we hoping that we can all record together. That's going to, well, we will be all recording together, even if the episode is pushed back. Um, a little bit um because that's going to be our last episode this is our second to last episode y'all we're wrapping it up so even if the episode is pushed back we are going to record all together so just letting you all know that the other episode might be a little bit delayed but we want to all three and the um and the podcast like how we started it all three of us talking shit that's what i want to (laughs) do that's what we're gonna do that's what we're going to do on the Even last episode so, in February <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited about that I'm excited um so how have you been Natasha I'm doing okay I'm trying to wrap up um schoolwork um and you know um I was telling my friend yesterday I'm like I'm 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 about to be like to my professors you're just give me a B and just bow out because I've had enough <laughs> <laughs> just give me a B and let me be done mm-hmm. But um, I'm not going to do that, obviously. So I'm hoping that you know I can finish one of my papers this weekend. If I could do mm-hmm. that, then a lot of the weight is off my shoulders for the rest of the semester. But these professors, they're trying to push it to the very end, girl. Like the 22nd, I still have class. I'm just like, why? I have to do a presentation that day. And I'm just like, why? Why are we doing this? But that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap up school so that I can um, be free to run the streets. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I am same. I cannot wait to finish out the semester. My last assignment is due on the 20th. I'm trying to um, hand it in on the 16th um, so that I can just start my break and start like my mental break. And I'm going to set some intentions about like the way I want the next year to run. I'm going to start sending out emails for my uh, thesis research. I'm going to do it all during the during the break, even though like the break is like kind of the worst time, but like maybe in January I'll start doing that because I just need to get myself prepared for what's next in in, in the world and just that's it. That's really all. I'm, I'm I'm like I got I have to finish this book that I'm reading about my career trajectory. Um, yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. that's basically it. I'm like anyway, talk about setting intentions. We got to set inten- this intention for these this episode my intention for this episode is to um the first thing that comes to mind actually from be honest is speaking my mind fully completely that's my intention so I'll say it hopefully I achieve it I think that's a good intention I think that I want to just be as clear I'm setting my intention is just to be as clear as possible on this episode um and just to be as thorough as possible with my answer and brief goodness tired you know Going into a lot of different avenues, got to be brief. <laughs> Brevity nice. can be really, really hard when your mind is going 30,000 miles a minute with a bunch of thoughts. So brevity is definitely something to aim for. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, one thing I've been thinking about is, so our brother sends us this um, video, this YouTube video about the Fermi Paradox um, which is trying to explain why we haven't seen aliens yet. And I'm like, why, why haven't, why do, why do I think we haven't seen aliens yet? 
um, or haven't met them or because people have, but I haven't. So I'm interested. I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that go through my mind with this, right? It's like, even when I watch all the sci-fi shows that I do watch, it's almost like we seem to think that aliens would look the way we think they would look. And like, why do we think they look the way they, they would look? Like for what, I, what I'm getting at there is what if they either we experienced them before or they're, and we don't know it or um, they just not that interested. Like whatever we got, they just can't come here for whatever reason. So it could be a number of things. Like what if we're thinking that life looks like having these things or these things combined, you know, oxygen, carbon dioxide. Like what if we're thinking about it all wrong? Isn't that a possibility? Because our own minds are limited. And I think that that's also a thing where it's, it's possible that that I think that there there is this um, idea that oh what if aliens are too big too small what if you know if you've seen um, there's a show um I forgot what the name of the show and I have to look for it but it talks about aliens what aliens would look like on different planets yeah. and it's possible that you know maybe aliens don't need water carbon you know they're not carbon based and you, they can survive on different planets and they look just totally different and they're not leaving because they can't leave at this point because they're just they're not ready or they can't they're not able to leave so it's like it's possible that other planets are just maybe too far or maybe they don't you know they're, they're looking at us like these people are still killing their planet right <laughs> and it's looking a little silly we look a little silly to to, to alien life like y'all need to pull it together pull it together y'all are still killing each other baby nobody wants any of that like you know you see somebody okay you're looking at somebody across the room you think oh, okay that looks like a nice friend and then you see that they're full of drama you see that they're doing a lot of a lot of nonsense are you gonna walk over to that person and be like let me um let me friend this person no you gonna be like nah let me let me Stay away from this person because I don't want the drama. So you're gonna turn right back around and be like, "Oh, never mind." Mm-hmm. I think that's mind. I think that's the possible answer to that. Um, actually, the Fermi paradox is a little bit more um, has a little bit more depth to it, but I'm not even going to try to explain it on this one. I think I will. We can stick a link to um, like an explanation of it because I think it's, it's interesting um, to try to explain why. Yeah. We'll put the link to the to the YouTube and then you could take it from there, y'all. Take it from there. Why is it that we've never met aliens? Good question. There could be a number of reasons and they can all be that plus something else. It doesn't have to be one. And that's how I look at it. It's, it could be a number of reasons why. And any of them could be possible because this universe is endless with possibilities. So mm-hmm. that is true. That is true. So I'm wondering um, if that it goes into like if people are telling saying like they've encountered aliens and stuff because I don't know I have to look for again something that I just heard in passing that alien encounters usually happen in like industrialized Western countries um, more often um, than or they mostly happen in, in these countries so I'm just trying to figure out like. Are people encountering aliens? Because I'm like, that's hella suspect if it only happens in certain countries that we see aliens and everybody else don't see aliens. That's interesting. I don't, and I, I heard it in passing on um, I think it was on a late night show. Not that I watch it, it was, I probably saw it on YouTube or Instagram or something like that. But the first thing that came comes to mind, especially when I saw, I think you or one of our others had posted. Um, this the guy showing a uh, a map of where these industrial where these uh, sightings have happened. Oh, okay, that's where I said. That made me think because, of course, even like quote unquote Middle East, like Africa, like anything in the global South, um, and and like the East, like Asian, like any any part of Asia. I think most parts of Asia were kind of spotty, but not really the way it was concentrated in like Europe, and um and the U.S. And the thing about it is that it tells me that there could be an element of belief that, well, two things, an element of belief where somebody who says they've seen aliens or they saw some or encountered something that is unknown to them in the global South is more like 
okay. And, and then the person who might be like the global North, the Europe's, then the, and the Americas or the USA's of the world are more like, what the fuck is that? You know, I think there's that element mm-hmm. where there's a, there's a belief where it's like anything is possible versus if it's not fitting within my box, then it's alien. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. And the second thing is it could just be um, how things are reported out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's reporting true. could just be different, you know, coming from any place that is not highlighted versus where where it's highlighted more. So, yeah. And it, it does come if they have if that's something that is even important to them to to to, to keep track of. Um, it, that could be that too, because you could see something and be like, oh, I don't know what that is, and I don't, I don't know if that's something that is important enough for me to be like, just calling the cops for. I don't, I don't know, you know, that might, that might also be something that, yeah. um, I just, yeah, I don't know. It might be just a different understanding and all that. No, no, or maybe aliens don't exist. <laughs> Like how we think it does. I don't know. I I still believe in aliens. I'm a I'm a I'm a because it's just the the world is just the universe is just too big for us to be just an an anomaly that just like happens. Oh my gosh, we're the only thing. I think that life is. But then again, I don't know because then you think about the multiverse. You think about what ha- probably happens in every other universe. Everything probably is different in another universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't know enough about physics to be like, to act like I do know about like how that would work um, in terms of like a different universe, how that would, like what the um, theoretical possibilities are about how things would work in a scientific sense. Yeah, I don't know either. And I think the only thing that keeps coming up for me is, you know, the possibilities are endless. And because they're endless, I somehow also just can't help but to believe aliens exist. And they probably just don't look the way we think they're to look. And who knows, even if they were leaving their planet, if they can even come down here in our, into our atmosphere, we don't know. <laughs> and I guess the people who are have been in space, you know, it's not it's not a crowded place. So maybe they just haven't bumped into any because why would you? So yeah, possibilities yeah. are endless. So I think I think it's they're out there. Um. And while we think we've gone so far because we've gone to the moon, they probably, it's probably not that far at all in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I agree. All right, girl. Let's talk about something else um, that I know we've talked about on the side, outside of the podcast. And this idea of, oh, so let me start with, let me start with a little bit of a, of a, of an anecdote, a little story. So when I was um, younger, I was working at this at this retail place um, and I worked at Best Buy. I used to work at Best Buy. Um, and when I worked at Best Buy, I would just get up, put my little blue shirt on, put the pants on. And my hair used to be looking however I felt like it needed to look that day to get me through the day. And then I found out that there was two guys like checking me out and then I was like ah, wait a minute Sasha, you can't come in here looking like that you gotta tuck your shirt right you gotta do your hair you gotta fix yourself up people is looking I think about that now and I'm like dang girl you did that for dudes but you didn't do it for yourself so what I want to talk about is the idea of decentering men like what are your thoughts around moving through the world the way you would like to move through the world and not because you're trying to be uh, attractive to another. I know Jahan has some profound thoughts about this and I would love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I'm still kind of new to this kind of, like I, so TikTok, cause I'm always on social media for some reason. I need to delete social media, but sometimes it has really interesting ideas. So this idea of decentering men, um, and the way I understand it, and other people can look it up and see if I'm correct, but the way I'm understanding is, it's not like you just throwing the idea of being with a man out. It's more like you not focusing on your every aspect of your life, on being in a relationship or in relationship to men. So you're not doing your hair for men. You, your your whole existence is not around wrapped up in you know in men and getting into relationships with men and 
that and, and you're doing things more for yourself, for your community. Um, that's how I understand it. Does that make sense? Ashley? Yeah. So basically it's about um, moving to the world as you want to move to the world and not move, not uh, behaving in ways to attract the male gaze. Thank you. Um, and I, and I think for the past couple of years, I inadvertently have been doing this because I asked myself often what it would, it would it look like if my life were, if I never get into a relationship with a partner or I never find a partner or whatever. And I think that I've come to terms with the fact that I want to live a, a, a dope life. I want to have excellent friendships. I want to, you know, continue to grow as a person regardless of what and outside of relationship I just want to be at peace (laughs) regardless so showing up every day dressing the way I want for myself you know being happy for myself working on myself mentally spiritually that's what I've been doing Um, I think it's important um, because even if you get into a relationship um, and this is for heterosexual women. I get more heterosexual women. Um, I think, you know, this idea of like living your life for someone else, it's, un- well, we all know it's unhealthy, but it also becomes like, what happens if that relationship falls apart? What happens if that person has a bad day? Your life can't be floating around somebody else's every move. You have to live your life for yourself because that person also needs to have a life of their own. And when you come together as fully formed human beings who have their own lives, I think it it it, it probably, this is what I'm thinking because you know I'm not in a relationship, but what I'm thinking is it probably makes it more satisfactory or satisfying because then you can, you know, you can self-soothe yourself and that person becomes an additional, you know, person who who can help you grow. I hope that makes sense. I'm tired. I'm sorry. I didn't get much. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to get at because because I think that it's it's interesting that there's a lot of stories that we've as millennials that we used to watch Little Mermaid um, and stuff. I think Little Mermaid was the biggest one where like she basically became changed her whole life up, her whole setup for a man. And it's just like, well, why (laughs) you were she literally gave up her voice. She literally gave up her voice for a man. And it's like, that's cool, but probably not the best thing to do. I sometimes wonder though, like, are we looking too deeply into those kinds of things? Are we looking too deeply into those shows and things like that, that are, or the cartoons? I mean, it is, a, there is a message obviously, but are we looking too deeply into it? And is it, is it the show's fault that that's the story they wanted to sell? And we're just like, bitch, you gave up your voice for a man. <laughs> your whole throat chakra. <laughs> you know, I think that though, everything, art reflects life. Art reflects, um, you know, where we are politically, um, socially. That makes sense. I'm hoping I'm making sense because I did not get sleep last night. I, I, I must say that again. Um Art reflects a lot of things. So when we're looking at movies, when we're looking at TV shows, um, when we're looking at an art in a gallery, like what is this artist trying to say about the moment we're in? Uh, I think that, yeah, it's Disney, but Disney is not going to make something that's not outside of the realm of possibility. Just like Beauty and the Beast, actually. Beauty and the Beast is a a different take on things, right? Because she said, I don't need Gaston. Who... Anyway, girl, I need these books. And she still found somebody. She wasn't, he wasn't the center of her world, not necessarily. He did, I think she was dealing with some Stockholm syndrome though. Cause ain't no way you locking her up. A little bit of Stockholm girl. A little bit. So maybe that's not the best example, but yeah, she she didn't don't think like, so. She didn't like center like the cutest guy. Everybody wanted Gaston though. And she didn't want him. She said, I got these books. You know what that? I got? These books. They're gonna keep me okay. <laughs> but I de- I definitely think it's 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 important to like just I, I hate to say just focus on yourself or whatever. I think that everybody wants valid I not everybody, I'm not gonna say everybody, but I think it's 
nice to have validation, especially from people you're, that you're attracted to. Um, so I can't say like, oh, well, don't worry about anybody thinking you're beautiful or whatever. I, validation is is nice, but also doing things for myself. And I'm going to personalize this because I can't give anybody advice right now. I'm, I'm a mess myself. Okay. Girl, what? You're not a mess. Cut it out. <laughs> I think that for myself, I think that moving towards like decentering men, being honest with like what I want for my life and saying, you know, I don't think, and especially this year, I think it has come like really clicked for me. Like if I don't like something, I'm not wasting time. <laughs> I'm not wasting time continuing on a conversation that that doesn't make sense anymore. I don't want to, you know, be hopeful and change something about myself if it doesn't make any sense. You know, I don't want to lose weight or gain weight for somebody else's gaze. I, a gaze. I want to be happy with the way I look. Um, I want to put on makeup for myself and not not to make somebody else happy. Um, the clothes I put on, I want to like find my own fashion sense for myself. So I'm like feeling the way I feel inside. I want it to be worn on my sleeve outside I think that's how I want to put it (laughs) yeah I think it's really hard to do because it feels like and I don't have data on this but it feels like we've been trained to think about ourselves in terms of how other people see us generally it has been difficult to not worry about when it comes to um like love life or whatever to think about what that other person might be thinking um, or might be wanting that you either do or do not want to look like or bring to the table or however they want it, whatever the table is, the box, the chair, whatever. Um, So it's very hard to get out of that. And having been in long-term relationships for most of my adult life, well, all of my adult life, yeah, adult life, my entire dark life, except for the past, maybe going on three years, it has been difficult to figure out now. Okay. So now I'm doing this for me. And if I'm doing it for me, I got to make sure that I actually like it. And it's dressing in a way or looking in a way that I may not necessarily have looked before. Um, although it's not changed drastically, but it's just the little things that I do that are very different because now I'm thinking about it in terms of what does Natasha actually want and not thinking about somebody else that I'm dressing for which I would like to carry through my life and didn't realize certain things that I was doing was not really for me um it was for somebody else and had no idea had no clue and I think it's it can be it can be very hard and it could be sometimes I don't know I beat myself up for it because I'm like damn Tasha you really just out here not being yourself and not even knowing who yourself was um, and not because the other person made me feel this way, but more because Natasha just thought this is what I had, this is what I had to do. But as we talked about many times in this this podcast, especially in this year, in this season, um, is showing up fully. And showing up fully means acknowledging all the things about yourself that you may not want to acknowledge or may not have acknowledged in the past. And those things, when they come up or when they show up, can be very shocking. But yeah, there are things that, definitely feel different to me than than it did before because I'm no longer doing it because I think somebody somebody else may want me to I'm doing it because either Natasha really wants to or Natasha doesn't want to do that and I just don't so yes decentering men yeah I feel you thank you for that I definitely appreciate you saying that so you mentioned basically um what we said earlier telling ourselves you, you know acknowledging all the truths about ourselves and I just wanted to say, like, like how how are we doing on that? Like, how are we telling ourselves the truth about ourselves? I, so for me, like, one thing I'm, like, working on is just, yeah, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm, I'm always focused on the not perfect part of myself and the, the mistakes and stuff like that. And I'm trying to move past that. Like, the, I, I want to say the lies we tell about ourselves. I want to move past how I kind of put myself down and any mistake, any, any little mistake is like almost proof that I'm deficient and I'm trying to move past that because other people are like, 
nothing's wrong with you. Like the, I remember the other day, me and you and daddy were in the car. I said something and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, that's, that's not how people see you at all. Uh, I think I said, oh, people don't like me or something like that. And my father is like no <laughs> absolutely not I don't he was that. definitely like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> he had those words but I mean he, de- he definitely gave energy like what the fuck are you talking about girl <laughs> yeah I'm trying to move past that idea like I'm less than because that's not a good way of proving your existence like you're less than on the planet earth and I'm trying how do we move past that and I'm trying to come up with um, ideas about like what what does that mean for me moving past it one thing I, I know I even did it today um because something has been on my mind I don't I'm not ready to talk about it here publicly but something's been on my mind and what I keep asking myself is why do you think that asking and I don't have an answer yet I don't know why I think this thing is what it is I have no clue and I just keep asking myself, why do you think that? And if I don't have an answer soon, I'm going to have to drop it. I don't have a choice but to drop it and to mm-hmm. change my mind about how I think about it. Because if I don't have, there's nothing valid that I have to prove that this is is truth. And this is me coming from a place of, I I know people not don't always agree, but there's evidence to things. And certain things are either fact or they're not. And there could be things that are, multiple things that could be true at the same time. And if I can't think of one reason why one good reason one valid reason when there's all these options then the thing is not true it can't be true so that's what I do I try to ask myself I think of a thought and I try to be aware enough to say why do you think that why do you think that's true and either I have to move on from it or I have to accept it as partially could be true maybe it's true just sometimes or whatever but I definitely ask myself why do you think that is why do you think that's true why do you say that I I try to ask myself why constantly and that has been working for me um but it's it's just it has to be combined with the awareness that you're actually saying something that you want to question about yourself because we don't always want to question it I know everything I say to myself or tell myself about myself I don't always question it and I could have been saying it for years I just don't realize that I'm saying so I hope that makes sense just asking why until you get an answer and if you have no answer then it's probably not true yeah Thank you for that. I definitely, I just want to move past the all of these I, ideas about myself. And I, I, the other day I had asked somebody what their um, attachment style is. Attachment style are these, um, y'all better look it up. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I asked somebody, you know, what their attachment style is. And I feel like when I looked at my attachment style, it doesn't have anything to do with what my experience has been on the planet. And with my parents and I, I think about all the other experiences I've had throughout the time period of my life. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Of course, that if you have teachers and when you're younger and people and, and you know, other students and stuff like that kind of doubting you, you're going to have these feelings about life. Now, I want to move past it because it's like, that's not where I'm at anymore. That's not how I want to, that's not my life. That's just not where I'm, who I am. So yeah, I definitely want to move past that stuff. It makes me think of Abraham Hicks. And when I used to listen to their, their talks, um, one thing that they would say is your past is your past. You don't have to rehash that. You're like You don't have to go through that. Mm-hmm. I think it is necessary kind of in a way to at least think about it, to get some kind of foundational understanding about where it might come from. I'm not saying you got to take it, take it and break it apart and sit on it and cry about it. I'm not saying those things are necessary, but mm-hmm. it makes you be like, just forget about it. I'm somewhere in between where I'm like, sometimes I got to think about it because that thing that happened could be affecting me. And if I don't want it to affect me, I want to know, I want to really understand that at least where it came from. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just helpful in in my process, it's been helpful to me to at least think about what happened and try to reconcile with it. There's a trick that I I, I tell people, I don't know if it's called a trick, but when I was in high school, um, I used to uh, have uh, recurring dreams. Um, it was like, a, like a, a recurring dream about clowns. And I had an art teacher. One of our projects in class was to, uh, it was like about recurring dreams or bad dreams or something else. And this is how I remember it. So I could be messing it up completely. 
And so what she um, had us do was she said, you draw your your dream. Think about it, like put as much detail into it as possible. Like you draw it. And so I was, we, so she drew the dream. And then she was like, um, now it's like trapped in the picture. And I tell you, I never, ever again had that dream. I think I still have it or I might've ripped it up. But that combined with somewhere else that I read is writing things out or drawing it out and then taking it up, taking it and ripping it up, ripping it up or burning it um, helps get rid of the thought, the feeling, whatever. Now, this is not a recommendation that I'm making, but it's something that I do that actually has worked for me. Now, could it be something like, I don't know, some psychosomatic something? It could be, but it's always worked for me. Anytime I have like a really strong feeling or something that I just don't want to be bothered with, I would write it out. I'll, it could be like 10 pages and I would write out whatever it is that I'm feeling, whatever it is that I'm thinking. And then I take it, I read it over. And when I'm done reading it and breaking it down, whatever, analyzing it, however it is I'm feeling, I literally just rip it up into small, small, small pieces. And it almost feels like a release. And it has worked for me every time. That's what I do. Sounds a little bit shishi foo-foo, but it works for me. Yeah, I definitely can try that and see how that works out for me. Because uh, I think that it's just time to move past certain things. And I, I keep on saying, telling myself, I need to move past limiting beliefs and all that. But I'm like, I need to, I mean, this has been, um, I'm in a, in, in a place where I, I can think about those things and grow from them. And there's like a whole lot of different realizations are coming through to me through this, this time period. So what actions can I take to just get, get, get over this hump so that I can move into another place, you know? Yeah. And the other thing that, that, keeps coming up for me too is that that TikTok that we talked about a couple of weeks back where the girl was like like who do you want to be like if you mm-hmm. want to be trustworthy who do, who do you want to be and that's what I keep thinking to myself who is it you want to be and mm-hmm. just, just be that it, it seems like it's it's easy like saying it like mm-hmm. that but it's not so bad when you break it down it's like what is the thing that I want to do oh I no longer want to wear sneakers I just can just throw all the sneakers that I have like mm-hmm. if I don't have them I can't wear them and I won't put myself to wearing them because I feel like I need to wear them because I have them if I don't mm-hmm. have them, right? Like, how do you change a habit other than mm-hmm. working at it bit by bit? Mm-hmm. And so my next task, I should say, is writing down what it is or who it is that I'm, 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 I'm thinking that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that person look like? What does she do? What does she, you know, wear? Where does she live? Whatever. I actually kind of did this before. And just figure out between between where I'm at now mm-hmm. and where I say I want to be what steps do I need to take to get there just like what you people do with careers they like I want to be a doctor they work out all the steps that they need to take to get to be a doctor and then they do take little step by little step they don't try to just jump to be a doctor they know that there's things that they have to do in between that time so break it down same thing with this is a person that I know I can be mm-hmm whatever like break it down write it down and then aim toward it and that's 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 how you get there and I think for me I haven't done it in that uh strategic of a way but Mm -hmm. little things I've definitely done um to try so for example I said I want to be well I kind of have to and work now talk more um and I don't I realized I would say oh I don't I don't talk in meetings because I don't have anything to say it's like not that Mm -hmm. it's just that Sometimes I didn't have anything to say. A lot of times I didn't have anything to say. Sometimes I did have something to say, but I didn't think people want to hear me. And so mm-hmm. now what I practice doing is actually just, if it comes to my head or uh, yeah, if it comes to my head, rather I write it down and then I make sure like I have a little, I have a, a thousand sticky notes on my desk and I write down the thought really quickly. If it makes sense when I'm say, reading it out, mm-hmm. watching to people, um, then I go ahead and I say it. And then a lot of times I realize it's like people are like, oh, that's a good point. Or that's a good question. We didn't think about that or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, shit, <laughs> I do have shit to say, huh? And mm-hmm. so it's like little steps like that that I've taken in order to say or to become the person that I know I can be and I would like to be. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I'll, I'll I'm going to I definitely need to sit down and, you know, write down out my list of things that I want, my updated list, because I think that certain things I just. I, I don't want it anymore <laughs> and certain things that I've, I, I've come to know realize that I want so yeah I'm definitely going to write out 
like who who I'm who I want who I'm in the process of becoming um at this point so that thank you I appreciate yeah if we have if we if we got I mean I don't have one I guess I do in my brain I have a man list like what kind of what I'm looking for you have a man list you can have one Mm -hmm. for yourself like this is what what is what is it that Jahan is right looking for what does she want from herself Mm -hmm. whatever you want from yourself you'll never be disappointed as long as you know what you want and you're trying to get toward it I mean even if you're not there yet I think it always makes sense to at least know that you're aiming to it yeah and then that person was always is always going to change because you look at that list like five years from you're like what the fuck is this mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, so you, and yeah. you have something that you that you else you want to work on I mean life is a journey so that journey can be so beautiful if we just are are accepting of the fact that there's changes yeah. and there's ebbs and there's flows and you can do and be whoever you want to be on this planet um I mean obviously within the the limitations of your ecosystem but mm-hmm. possibilities are there once again yeah definitely definitely that that is a truth and I guess a lot you mentioned Abraham Hicks and I guess this is the last thing we can we we have time to talk about but um I remember we used to listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks stuff and da 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 which falls into like the idea of new age the new age and stuff like that sorry my leg <laughs> My leg is hurting me a little bit, but let's. <laughs> let my hip, to... girl, my hip. My hip. <laughs> I have any problems, but anyway, um, what? Where are we at? Like in terms of like thinking about like new age? Because I know we really, um, when we started this podcast, at least me and you, okay, I'm going to speak for me and you, were really into that, um, those ideas and stuff like that. What do you think you're at with the ideas and? I think that some of them have some some weight to them. Uh, I do believe, and I think I knew this before, but couldn't articulate it as well. But I do think they're just incomplete. They're incomplete ideas. They're not a whole idea. They're they're part of they're part of a set of thinking that um, I more likely be tapped into, or like to be tapped into. I mean, in college, I did a paper on a uh, spiritual Baptist, and this is a religion also known as Santaria in some Spanish-speaking countries, Candomble in Brazil, and in Trinidad we practice, um, a lot of Caribbean islands practice um, Orisha, like that kind of thing. So growing up, we were um, spiritual Baptists, and in college I did a paper, and I you know, did interviews, and I, I read books, and I did all this study, into this really, really interesting um, Christian Christian posing religion that um, is practiced by people of the African diaspora. And in it, there are so many things and so many pieces and so many, um, I don't know, beliefs uh, that just feel more whole to me. And while I'm not interested in practicing the religion um particularly um for this reason was just religion and and, and just the you know the repetition and all of these i just there's certain things about religion i just i'm not just not interested in but this is where i feel like makes more sense to me than you know only listening to the law of attraction type of things which is mainly what a lot of people talk about even the ets of the world and the less browns of the world it's it feels like it's if you think it you can be it if you work hard enough it's gonna come to you that's not the whole of humanity that's not how we work that's not how things work um I feel like there's just more that we could be tapping into and and for me that example an example of growing up in a world where spiritual baptist was it that felt more whole to me and more well-rounded and so whatever African belief that feels most right to me or indigenous belief, however we want to categorize it, that that's more where I'm at than, than thinking of uh, the new age religions. I, I feel like the old way might just be the more uh, holistic, comprehensive way of thinking and living and being and existing. So that's where I, I've landed. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of the new age stuff is relevant to life and I think it, it it has helped me grow 
Um, it has pushed me to um, rethink a lot of things, especially the way I, how I move throughout the world. Um, I'm still rethinking a lot of things, but also I think that they are incomplete. They, they do need, they, they take from a lot of other community, indigenous communities, and then they stuff it into the way the system already runs this neo-capitalist, um, very, uh, we have to produce kind of system. And I've kind of shifted a little bit to, you know, still, I still believe in a lot of this stuff, but I think that I want to explore what the the, the depths that it goes um, rather than just staying on the surface. So that's where I'm at. And also I, I, I've started doing Sufi meditation, which is a different kind of meditation that I was doing before. And I'm not saying that it's anything because I, I don't think there's a, there's a true religion or anything like that, but you do get a mentor and all that stuff when you're like kind of um, doing this process. So mm. with somebody actually shepherding you through explaining things to you as you go, I think it's interesting how a lot of things are the idea that you can teach yourself certain uh, things, um, I don't think that that's always possible. You know what it made me think of? It made me think of, um, again, the like TikTok or something that somebody sent or that I saw where, um, I don't know, this is a woman talking about chakras being closed and saying it like that. And, and the woman who is of the, of the culture of the practice says, you know, people not even saying chakra, right? And I don't know if I'm saying it right just now when I said it just now, but she just, even that thing, it triggered me because I'm like, you're right, because we say these things and do we even really understand or know what we're talking about fully? Do we have the whole story, the whole picture? Do we understand it in the depths that we need to understand it for, e- for it to even be effective? So how is it that I'm, so for me, I ask myself, how is it that I'm shifting um, my thinking or how is it that I'm digging deeper or f- going to the source of the information to make sure that the information that I have is enough for me to even to be doing these things, to be talking about a chakra or mm-hmm. to be, like, what is like, what are all the things? So I want to be better about and more intentional. Let's say, let me say that. I want to be more intentional about asking questions and in whatever practice that I choose to to get into making sure that I'm doing my homework. Yeah, I think that that's the thing. It's like, I don't know enough. Like I realize how much I don't know, even with me, with my own practice, with my, you know, go trying to move forward, trying to, it's, and I don't know if I'm really trying to move forward in anything. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna put it like that. Cause I think that there's this idea that we're supposed to be going up levels or something like mm-hmm. that in, in spiritual practice. A lot of the times that's what they the, the talk is. And I don't knock anybody for wanting that. I'm just saying that for my personal um, journey on, in life, I don't know if that's what I want anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Not that it, not it, in career. That's a totally different story. Um, I think that I, I'm living this human existence. I, I think I have a, di- a different uh, mindset about like how I want to go about career, but as in spirituality, I don't know. I think that I'm trying to experience it. And if it means like I'm going to go up a level or somehow, you know what I mean? It's, it, if there is a hierarchy, mm-hmm. but what I'm, you know, what I'm trying to, what I realize is it's only expansion as far as learning more in, there's more levels to it like as in there's more not like up or down or anything like that it's more like an inward process and maybe that's how I'm understanding it more rather than just like oh it's a hierarchy so I don't know and then in that inward process you kind of go out and maybe I don't know I don't know enough I don't and I'm like the more I know the more I realize I don't know and I think that that kind of informs me more to say like I just need to learn more (laughs) that's it yeah it feels like an and to me it feels like you have to look within because that's what you've got that's your point of reference is is you but then it's also like there's a whole community that you could be tapping into to help you with that process and that includes just your day-to-day engagement with people so Mm -hmm. it almost feels like it's a go within and Mm -hmm. make sure that you're in commune or in communing with Mm -hmm. other people 
whether like-minded or not, I think that helps us to expand um, our thinking and helps us to expand who we are. Um, I think I go back to, I'm trying to remember now if it's Babylon 5 or another show, but like there's a this idea, which I know exists in the world as well, like outside of um, sci-fi TV, where we're just bits of the universe broken apart and we're all trying to learn something because the universe is trying to understand itself. And in that desire for the universe to learn, learn itself, we want to mm-hmm. understand ourselves too. And we want to understand other people. So I think this is a process that requires more than one layer of, of understanding. And we can only do that and have that multiple layer of understanding if we, if we, you know, are in commune, coming with, other, with, with one another and don't box ourselves out. Like in new age religion, it's really, a, it really is about the individual. But it's more than that because you can't expand and the universe can't expand if it's just that one little dot <laughs> thinking about itself. It just doesn't work that way. And that's where I think religion does have it right. Like they, they talk about, you know, coming together. And in the practices, you talk about coming together. There is a coming, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a power in coming together. And I think that's necessary for, for expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that that's where I'm at right now. And just trying to trying to figure stuff out <laughs> I think that's what we're like I and, I and I like that about the coming together part of it um yeah yeah, yeah I think that comes at just like in any level I mean I I enjoy small gatherings with my friends and people like that because that also you know it makes conversation happen it makes you learn something new it helps you teach it help, teaches you about yourself sometimes when you're having a conversation and you're able to realize i cannot articulate this idea that i thought i knew so well as well as i thought maybe i don't believe that or maybe i just need to figure out how to articulate it like you learn about yourself i mean let me see for myself i learn about myself when i'm around other people who i may not have ever been in the same room with before or may never be in the same room with again um, so I think that there's so much learning to, to be done. I think it's more than just about um, God and um, because all of that is involved. Like mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just in inherently involved. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's, that's the, that, that's the key. <laughs> that is the key. Yeah. I'm just enjoying the journey that I'm on. And I think that um, as challenging as it can be, but I don't feel like new age religions are, bad i just feel like they're not complete enough so yeah i don't know that's that's not a complete thought either yeah i think that that's that's where i'm at i think it's so helpful it it has been so helpful to clarify a lot of things in my life but now that it's it's but it's also helped me bring me towards something that is and, and and it's possible that in like a month or two I'm like, mm, this doesn't seem right. Let me just, let me figure out another path. But I don't, I don't, I think that these things are helpful to get me to the place of understanding, of understanding myself and other people and to be open to being able to be in community with other people. Because mm-hmm. I think that before <laughs> I was very, um, that's going to test that I was very, I was very much so glass half is half empty kind of person. I was very, everything is a disaster. Um, yeah, it's all over any, any inconvenience, any inconvenience in my life. Whereas now I'm, I'm really not so much like that. There are, yes, everything is still a disaster. Excuse me. But <laughs> let, me also, clarify. <laughs> let me clarify. But I also am also able to like self-regulate um, on a different level and have a different understanding when it comes to people. And that I've always kind of had, but I can tap into a little bit more, um, more so. And I'm hoping that the next part of my journey allows me to um, get to a place where I'm, I'm even more calm and not things are not all a disaster on so many levels. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited of, you know, I think that it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a way to something, but I just don't think it's, um, I've kind of moved into a different direction on my journey at this point. Put it on your list. Put on your Jahan list. Yes. It's on, it's on the list. You know, things, I feel like sometimes things happen naturally though, as well. 
Mm -hmm. um, when you're doing the work. So work, whatever that means. I don't know what that means anymore. The work. What's the work? What is this work that we're talking about that we're trying to get away from? (laughs) Exactly. So I I just feel like, you know, certain things do happen, you know, when you're doing whatever you have to do to, you know, for yourself. So I don't, I don't think that, you know, I don't think I have to force it to happen. It ha- It's going to happen when it happens, as it happens. If that makes sense. I, I think hopefully that makes sense to people. Yeah. You just move into the world. As you move into yeah. the world, things happen, things come up. And, and for me, I'll just add for me, it's like making sure that I'm still being aware enough about things that are happening that, and that would lead me to, to, to joy, like uh, appreciating that moment enough Mm-hmm. it enough to be joyful or even if I'm going to be sad let me be sad let me feel the thing let me mm-hmm. work through it I think all those things are necessary but and they happen as you're moving through the world yeah exactly that's how I feel too it's like there are certain things that I I used to and, and then I went to the other side of the fence I remember where I was like not everything's not a disaster everything's wonderful nothing nothing could nope don't tell me don't give me no bad news and then it, you know they did I came I came to a little bit of a more like I just want to experience this life and I'm going to be experiencing sadness and happiness and all the, all that's in between. And I think that it was that roomy poem um, called Guest House that really helped me kind of put those things into motion in my brain. Um, if anybody ever wants to look it up, it's, it's by Rumi. It's called Guest House. And that really helped me too. So I think that all those things are important um, to put forth. Oh, child, child Tashi, I'm tired. I'm going to, I have a paper to write. You have a paper to write. Yeah, I papers. my paper. And I, I have hope. two presentations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are going to get off of this thing. We do have one more episode coming up, which is going to be our last episode. Hopefully we can get that to you by the 27th of December. If not, we will bring it to you in the new year and that would be our last episode so like I know this has been a great journey for us um I'm going to speak for all of us because I think that we all feel the same way that this has been a really good journey for us to speak our minds and you know express ourselves um yeah I can't I can't say anything else but you know I think every you know sometimes journeys come to an end and we then shift to other things that we have been working on so you said it all you said it perfectly sometimes some things have to come to an end and you never know it might pop up in your um little uh, notifications that we have a new episode in a year or two no who knows but right now this is this is we're coming to, to a close for for this chapter of um the awkward stare and and more to come in other places i guess yeah exciting exciting things to come but for this episode well look forward to our look forward to our next episode our last episode thank you all for listening to the awkward stare i'm going to say please still please share with some friends um just because this um this might help somebody or they might like to listen or they might give have a little giggle at the end of it and um we love hearing from you all so please don't hesitate to email us at the awkward stare at gmail.com that's the awkward stare at gmail.com you can also email us uh dm us on instagram at the awkward stare podcast all right guys thank you all for listening and uh have a great week have a good one folks bye